Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Flood Insurance Guru Podcast. My name is Chris Green, your host and owner of the Flood Insurance Guru. Today we're going to be talking about how to buy flood insurance in areas like Oxford, Alabama and Talladega, Alabama. And it's a common question we get every day. And so we want to talk, walk you through that process, even if you don't live in one of those areas, really, how you go about buying flood insurance. So remember, before we get started today, though, if you've got questions about flood education, floods on changes, and flood insurance, make sure to visit our website, floodinsuranceguru.com. Also, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. You can also go over to our YouTube channel and subscribe there where we do daily flood education videos. So let's talk about this question today or really this process of how to buy flood insurance. You know, we hear from people every day who run from properties because they get a $5,000 flood quote, they get a $10,000 flood quote, come to find out they didn't have all the information. So today we want to walk you through the process of, you know, buying a property that's in a special flood hazard area. Even if it's not in a special flood hazard area, what's that process? National flood insurance program, private flood insurance, you know, what should you be looking for as a potential property owner? So let's look at the scenario first. You know, let's take Thomas, for example. Say Thomas is you know, relocating his family to Oxford, Alabama. And he's found the perfect house. It's got a big yard for his kids. It's even got room for his boat. And he goes to put a contract on the house. And that's when he finds out that it's in a special flood hazard area. Remember, what is a special flood hazard area? This is going to be an area where flood insurance is mandatory if you carry a mortgage. You know, this is going to be your flood zone A or V if you're on the coast. Anything that starts really with that number should be in the special flood hazard area. So Thomas finds out that it's in a special flood hazard area, and now he's trying to figure out what to do. Hey, how much is this going to cost me? Is this going to cost me five grand? Is it going to cost me ten grand? Thomas is also looking at his loan type. So let's start with FHA because that's what he's looking at first. So in the process of getting a flood quote, one of the first things you want to do if you're looking at a property and you're looking at doing an FHA loan. You want to find out if there's a current National Flood Insurance Program policy or a FEMA policy, some people call it, on the property. And the reason for this is a policy assumption might be available. And remember, this is when a policy is assumed from one property owner to the next. Um, this can do some great things like locking in the current rate. Maybe it gives you flood insurance rates on a zone that's no longer available. You know, also many times referred to as a grandfather policy. You know, so maybe you have a a rated, a rated zone of X, but a current zone of AE, so it's no longer available. So that's one of the first things you want to do when you're shopping for flood insurance in that process is checking on that. So who might have that information? Normally, a listing realtor should have that information or at least be able to get that information from the property owner. Also, when you're shopping for flood insurance, one of the things you want to do to protect yourself is get a list of possible flood claims. So how do you go about this? Well, this is something the current property owner has to have, and they're the only ones that have access to it. So normally what they do is have to request this from FEMA, and it usually takes them at least a couple of weeks to get it. This way you know if a property is ever flooded or ever flooded or not through the National Flood Insurance Program. Now, if it's been on the private side, they may not have those numbers. So it is something to be cautious about. So that's how the FHA works. So what if there's not a policy on the property? Then you go through and you get your regular flood quote. You can reach out to any insurance agency, like the flood insurance guru who specializes in this stuff. And they're going to let you know whether an elevation certificate is required or not. Remember, 
if you're talking about a pre-firm structure or post-firm structure, the difference there is when the first flood map was put in place. So a lot of these places were, let's just say, 1980. So if this house was built in 1960, you may not need an elevation certificate. But it was built after 1980, more than likely you are going to need one if it's in that flood zone A or AE if you're going through the National Flood Insurance Program, which, as we shoot this podcast, FHA loans still require people to go through FEMA for all of their flood insurance. So you figure out if you need an elevation certificate or not. Putting the numbers in there to get the quote is what the insurance agency should be doing for you. Now, one thing to pay attention to is it's not uncommon for numbers on an elevation certificate to be wrong. And what we're talking about is the diagram number. You know, there can be sometimes some gray area between what FEMA defines if a foundation as maybe a basement and a surveyor looks at it differently. You know, these are all things you want to look for and have the insurance agent to analyze that elevation certificate to make sure they're Correct. The other thing you want to have them look at on the elevation certificate is the potential to get the flood zone changed. So that's why you should be working with someone that handles these letter of map amendments with the National Flood Insurance Program on a daily basis like the Flood Insurance Guru. So that's on the FHA side. So what if Thomas decides to go with a different type of loan, like a conventional loan? Well, that's where private flood insurance comes into play. When you're getting these quotes, you want to make sure that you're reaching out to an insurance agency that has access to at least five to ten private flood insurance options. And the reason for this is they all look at risk differently. They all look at coverages differently. Some of them have certain policy writers that others do not. For example, the National Flood Insurance Program doesn't offer additional living expenses, but many private carriers do. So these are all things you want to uh, pay attention to. Now, the other reason for that is, too, with all these rates being different, Having five private options is probably a good benchmark because it can kind of tell you in a range of what the flood insurance should cost. Now, it's not uncommon for private flood insurance to be 30, 40, or 50% less on a property. So you want to make sure that you're getting all those. So once you get all those, then you can sit down and make your decision. Hey, do I want to go with an FHA loan? Do I want to go with a conventional loan? You know, what's going to be the long-term impacts of me buying this property? Am I going to be able to resell it? Is it flood insurance going to be an issue? So having all this information can create that for you. So that's how the process of buying flood insurance works. Now let's talk a little bit about wait periods because we hear this a little bit from people. If you're buying this, you know, do you have to wait 30 days? Now when it comes to loan closings with the National Flood Insurance Program, there is no wait. And generally with all private flood insurance carriers, they don't have a wait period either as long as a loan closing is involved. So if you're being told that they're told that there's a wait period, if you're purchasing this, any of this, then you do want to question that as well. So that's what we wanted to talk about today. So if you've got questions about how to buy flood insurance, whether it be in Oxford, Alabama, or some other areas, make sure to visit our website, floodinsuranceguru.com. You know, we'll even have a blog out that walks you through this process and a video. My name is Chris Green, president and owner of the Flood Insurance Guru and your host of this podcast. And I want to say thank you for tuning in to today's episode on how to buy flood insurance. Remember, everyone's in a flood zone, and one of the best ways to protect yourself is by purchasing flood insurance. Thank you.